This episode is brought to you by Transcend. Transcend is taking preventative healthcare beyond the restrictions of traditional medicine. Through their advanced bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and innovative telehealth system, Transcend will help you receive the best care on the cutting edge of medical science. Whether you're looking to improve your sexual wellness, losing weight, optimizing your health, or just feeling better, Transcend's approach to transparent and simplified care will help you achieve the life you've always wanted. Go to hormonesandpeptides.com to start your journey to a better you today. Nancy Anderberg here for another episode of Rock, Real Authentic Women Connect. And speaking of connect, when I met this next guest, there was an immediate connection. We met over the telephone and it was moments and we knew that we were aligned to be girlfriends for years and years to come because we have so many things in common. And I literally call her my sister from another mister. Through our alignment, we've been able to talk about a lot of different things and a lot of different issues that we hear going on in the world today. And so I don't want to miss a portion of her bio. So I'm actually going to read it to you because this woman is all that and a bag of chips. Although we do paleo chips, right, Charlena? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to master my kale chips. (laughs) All right. So this is Dr. Charlena Bogard. She is a board certified physician intimacy coach, and speaker. She's devoted her career to helping men, women, and couples overcome struggles in intimacy and sexual function so they can reignite the sparks in their relationships. With her five must-haves of sexual wellness, Dr. Bogard has helped many clients regain the confidence and vitality to enjoy intimacy like never before. Now, in 2019, Dr. Bogard founded Intimi, which is I-N-T-A-M-E, It is a global brand whose mission is to make sex a healthy conversation and bring healing to those living with hidden scars of past sexual trauma and dysfunction. Intimi hosts a suite of educational and coaching experience along with powerful life-renewing retreats for those ready to be the brilliantly confident, energetic, and passionate individuals they know themselves to be. Sherlina is also a woman of faith, and Sherlina. As a woman of faith, we know these kinds of things just simply aren't talked about very much. And so I'm so excited not only to have you on the platform today to talk about your passion, your mission, but her story, ladies and gentlemen, is unbelievable. When she was very, very young, she found herself in a position that was a challenge. And this woman didn't stop. She still went on and became a physician and Dr. Shalina, I just love you to pieces, and I cannot wait for you to share your whole story today. So thank you so much for being here with us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you for your patience, because, you know, the people out there listening don't know, but you and I know how this has been a work in progress for us to align our schedules and get on here together. So thank you so much for your patience and for bringing me onto your platform. I truly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I know you're a busy physician, so it is absolutely an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, and you know, we meet so many people in life and I I travel a lot and we'll get into this as we talk. And, you know, as part of my job, I travel a lot, which means I meet a lot of people 
And very rarely do you come across someone where immediately the conversation goes to a deeper level, deeper than a superficial, oh, where you're from, how you're doing. And and that was, like you said, we we our first conversation was on the phone, but I think we were on the phone for two, almost three hours, that first conversation. <laughs> we were, we absolutely were. And then what, two weeks later, we're in a hotel for five days together. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, but that just shows you, and we'll talk about this, you know, the reason why I launched my Intimate brand, but that goes to show that when you are willing to be vulnerable and authentic and really show up as your true self, your connection to others is so much greater. And I think we both had that as we just showed up as who we were. We weren't trying to be anybody other than Nancy and Sherlina. And we immediately had that connection. We absolutely did. Absolutely. Well, you inspire me like none other, honestly. It's so funny, you know, hearing you read kind of over my bio, just thinking about when I first decided to launch this into me brand. It's still, it's still days when I'm like, man, this is it's so scary when you think about the level of authenticity that the way I have to show up in order for me to be able to help others to feel safe to do it. And so, you know, every day when I when I talk to patients and clients and things, it's like it continues to push me to greater levels because in order for me to help others to do it, I've got to continue to stay in the work. I got to continue to challenge myself. And so, you know, it's, you know, like I said, we'll get into it, but I'll let you, you know, take the lead in this, but yes, we will talk about this, but I just love, love, love this topic and, you know, and what you're doing with the hormone. And this is what actually brought us together was the the conversations about hormones, because that's a big part of my practice. You shared a story with me about your son who's was just a little miracle. Not so little anymore now, though, right? <laughs> no, no. Actually, he's a, he's a grown man now. <laughs> but yeah, so what I shared with you was that, you know, I had my son when I was 14 years old. Um, I grew up in the South and in an environment where it wasn't that abnormal for young girls to be getting pregnant, but more so just some of the challenges of growing up in environments where there's not always the right parental coverage. But at any rate, so I did, I had my son when I was 14. And for most, you know, that would have been pretty much a write-off. You know, I, in fact, some of my teachers were very disappointed. I was always really, really smart in school. And I recall I I was in eighth grade at the time, eighth grade going into ninth grade. And my social studies teacher who found out and I went up to turn in one of my assignment, went up to the desk and he, you know, asked me, you know, was it true? Um, Because, you know, the teachers want to, I guess I told one of my other teachers and I said, yeah. And he, you know, and he said, you know, out of all the girls, I never thought that you would end up in this predicament. And, you know, he was disappointed (laughs) and not like in a judgmental way, but in a way in that it was a sign that my life was going to be affected in a negative way. And so my son was born prematurely. And I think this is a story I shared with you. He had stopped moving. I'd gone to the hospital, told him he wasn't moving. And essentially, they really didn't do the evaluation that they should have done. Looked at me, they saw this young 14-year-old girl on public aid and sent me home. And I literally had him less than 24 hours later, and he was about, I think I was 34 and a half weeks pregnant at the time. 
So because he was premature, he was born with meningitis. I actually apparently had an infection known as chorioamnitis. Now, back then, I didn't know what that was. Well, now I'm an OBGYN. I know exactly what that is. I know exactly what should have been done. And the care that I received at that time was not standard of care. Fast forward years later when I had my daughter, where I'm college educated, I'm an adult, I've got private insurance, the best of everything, and the care I received for her versus the care I received for him, it was two different worlds, yet I was the same person. And that was kind of my resolve that not only did I want to become a physician, but that I wanted no other woman to ever have to experience what I experienced because we say that there are no healthcare disparities. We like to think that it's the same, but I tell people all the time, physicians are people. So people have their own biases and things like that. And it does factor into how we see people. And so I was this one person and I had two starkly different experiences in my two pregnancies based on where I was and who I was in life. And so that's kind of the backstory, but how I got into becoming an OBGYN. But I think more importantly, when like the story when, you know, you asked me and multiple times I've been asked, people ask, you know, how did you do it? How did you go from being a teenage mom and all the things that that entailed to becoming a physician? And my answer has always been it's because I didn't know I did not know it wasn't possible. Because at that point in life, I hadn't had the, you know, the failures. I hadn't had enough people to tell me who I wasn't. I hadn't had enough experiences of what I could not achieve. So at that point in life, all I knew is what I wanted. And so I was willing to do whatever it took to make that happen. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I sacrificed and I had this tunnel vision. All I knew is that I wanted different for my kids than what I grew up in. And I was willing to do whatever it took. Mm. I so respect you for that. And, you know, not only are you a well-known physician, but you have graced the stages all over, all over the world. You speak at events and, you know, from fitness events because you're a fitness competitor as well. You're just a little driven. I don't know, just a little. (laughs) Just a little bitty bit. You're making an impact in so many people's lives on so many different levels. And so I just really want to give you honor and respect as a woman, as a mother, as a physician, as someone that has a heart to serve and care for others, despite it all, you know, like what you have done, you've taken things that would have crushed other people, but you turned it into something really magnificent and powerful that is making an impact. And so I just want to thank you personally because you have impacted my life. When we did that stem cell seminar together, you know, to be able to just talk with you and to spend that time with you and the things that you taught me and the example you are to me, I just value that very, very much. And you have the best Instagram account ever. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm trying. I will tell you, my workout partner is 15 years younger than I am. And so when I first got out of residency, moved back to Illinois. I didn't know anyone. And so I met my workout partner through social media, actually through bodybuilding.com. And I was 40 and she was 25. 
And so we'd work out, you know, and she would get on Instagram and she'd take pictures of us working out and post it. And, you know, she'd always ask me, are you going to post something? I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't have that stuff. I'm not into that stuff. So she was like, you need to be on social media. So my workout partner actually started my Instagram account. And for the first three months of my Instagram, it was my workout partner who was posting on my Instagram as me, because I'm like, I can do Facebook because Facebook is all about words. You know, you teach, you put stuff, but Instagram is all about the pictures. And I'm like, that's just not me, but I can teach and tell stories all day long. So I'm getting with Instagram. I'm getting there. I love it. I love it. Well, we are going to make sure that in the section below, we're going to put all of your accounts so that everyone can follow you and be be as inspired as I am. So tell us more about what are you doing right now? And then share, let's, hey, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. (laughs) I can't sing, but. Well, so to kind of give a little bit of backstory, I was in a private practice, obstetrics and gynecology for the first seven years of my career. I always knew that there was something more that I wanted to do. And so in 2017, I left my private practice and moved to sunny Southern California and entered the world of lifestyle medicine. So doing a lot of regenerative health with stem cells and bioidentical hormones. And so it was actually through my own competing is how I was introduced to bioidentical hormones. And so, like I told you, my, my, I have to tell this story. I do have to tell this story. So like I said, my workout partner was 15 years younger than I was and we would work out together. I could lift literally almost twice what she could lift. I was very strict on my diet, yet she would look at a weight and put on muscle. Like she didn't have to be super strict on her diet and she would, you know, she was cutting and just looking good for the show. Yet I'm like, I'm not growing. What the heck is going on? I'm looking all soft. And so at that time, I didn't know anything about bioidentical hormones because in traditional medical education for OBGYNs, we are taught very little about hormones. And what we are taught is just incorrect. So anyone who's going to your gynecologist and you think your gynecologist understands hormones, nine times out of 10, we do not. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) That's a truth bomb. That is a truth bomb. And so just through the stroke of luck, I met someone who had asked me if I'd ever had my hormones tested. And I'm like, yeah, because again, I had had my gynecologist had tested them and told me everything looked normal. Well, he's like, well, no, have you, you know, had advanced testing? And I said, no. So to make a long story short, I met someone who does anti-aging medicine and did an extensive hormone panel. And what we found was that I had no testosterone. I had very little growth hormone. My estrogen level was through the roof. My cortisol level was through the roof. Basically, everything that I was trying to do as far as building muscle and losing fat, my body was set up to do the opposite. And the minute we corrected my hormones, my body kicked in and started, I mean, literally within two weeks, all of a sudden the fat's coming. And like, I went from doing, I kid you not, cardio three times a day, trying to drop weight to only having to do like my little one session every week, checking in and looking good. And that just shows you the importance of hormones, but also the importance of having a provider who understands hormones, which like I said, unfortunately, the traditional medical education does not equip physicians with that. And so 
out of that, and then I had patients who were coming to me who were on bioidentical hormones and they'd ask me to refill them. And I'm like, I don't know what that stuff is. And so out of those two things, I felt the need to get further education. And once I entered that world, it was so eye-opening and I realized, oh my goodness, there's so much as a physician that I don't know. And now, not only that I don't know about hormones, but I am a women's health specialist as a gynecologist, yet I don't understand how to truly care for the wellness of women. I know how to treat disease because that's what medicine teaches me is how to treat disease, but I don't know how to help them to actually be well, which I felt to me that was a travesty. And it literally, to me, it amounts to malpractice. And so it became important for me to fill that void. And I say all that to say, that is how I got into this world of lifestyle medicine and sexual wellness. When I started going down that path and learning all these things that were not taught in medicine. You know, so many of us get intimidated by our medical doctors, right? And there's like this you know, an error that that comes across where we feel like we can't ask questions and or question anything. And here we are sitting with you, a renowned doctor, OBGYN specialist, telling us point blank that these are things that you're not trained in. And I want to highlight that <laughs> because, you know, first of all, and thank you, because that takes true humility and honesty. And that's who you are. You aren't this prideful, you know, I'm a doctor kind of person. And you you took the initiative to go get more education and more education, you know, to be that integrative type of, of medicine doctor. But truly, you're, you're a teacher. You're an educator. You're a listener. And again, honor to you, girlfriend. Thank that's you. amazing. Thank you. And, you know, and, and think about it. When when I took that Hippocratic Oath, which when I when I finished medical school, we still took the Hippocratic Oath. I took a vow to do no harm and to always do what I feel was best to enhance the health and wellness of patients. Never did I take an oath to focus on treating disease. When I can teach a patient how to live her life, meaning get adequate rest, drink the right amount of water, decrease her stress, and maintain her hormones. And we throw out all those synthetic medications. To me, that's a win. Me taking you to the operating room is not a win. Yes, it's necessary sometimes, but when I can show you how to make changes in your life that actually, because this is what it's all about. We have to maintain a lifestyle that supports our health. And in healthcare, we've lost that. And unfortunately, one of the things we missed is that two things. When I do these talks about hormones, because the difference between, and I'm sure you talk about this too, the difference between normal and optimal. The normal hormones are, you know, again, at age 50, because I'll be 50 this year, it's normal for my testosterone level to be about 10. That's a normal testosterone level for a 50 year old, but it's not optimal. Optimal is for it to be about 50 or 80, between 50 and 80. That's where I'm going to feel good. That's where it was when I was 20. So why, if it was good for me when I was 20, when I actually felt good and had energy and my body could repair itself, why all of a sudden is it not good for me at 50? And also, I went to the eye doctor today. 
I went to the for like the 1700th time because I had 2020 vision up until I turned 45. And all of a sudden, overnight, you know, things just can't get far enough away. And it's normal for our vision to start to go as, you know, for women when we're in our 40s, for men in their 50s. But no one says to you, well, it's normal for you to lose your vision as you get older. So, you know, just go around with blurry vision and not able. No, we're like, go get you some corrective lenses, some glasses so that you can see 2020 again. So if it's good for that, why don't we feel the same way about our hormones and our health? Ah, that's so good. So good. But, and I, I'm sure, you know, you and I, we probably could be crusaders for this, you know, a big, I would wear a big H on my chest because I'm telling you the the few times that I've traveled and I have like left my hormones in a hotel room oh, and yeah. didn't, and had to go Absolutely. a week without it. Absolutely. You feel it. So as an OBGYN, you know, you have women coming to you talking about hormones, talking about things. I know that I've never discussed sex with my OBGYN. How did that passion, I mean, what was happening? I mean, you're so relatable. People were starting to open up to you. So there's a thing that every doctor has. I used to have this thing, this group on Facebook called Doorknob Conversations. So what happens is every physician, people will go in, you'll see your doctor, right? And you'll spend 30, 45 minutes, even an hour on the visit. And the doctor will say, well, is there anything else you'd like to discuss? And most patients will say, oh, no, no, no. And then just as you know, say, okay, well, no, this is what we're going to do. I'll see you next year, blah, blah, blah. And just as you go to touch that door and turn the handle, the patient goes, well, there's this one more thing. And as a gynecologist, that one more thing is usually about a woman's sex life. And so I used to call that the doorknob conversations. And so that's the thing that she really wanted to discuss, but that she didn't have the courage to bring up during the visit. But it's something that's been weighing on her. And so there were two things that made this come to fruition. Number one, as OBGYNs, we focus a lot on childbearing. So we help women to get pregnant. And then after your childbearing years, we we don't really focus so much on your sexual wellness. Now, put a lot of focus on men's sexual health throughout their entire life. But for women, sex is for procreation. We don't look at sex as a means of pleasure and connection. It's for procreation. And so patients after, you know, their childbearing years, what I noticed is that the thing that most of them had problems with was their connection with their partner. Either it was because of sex was painful or her libido was low and she didn't have energy, or sometimes it was because she just didn't feel attractive because of weight gain and not being able to lose weight and things like that. And so that was one part of it. The other part of it was I had no education in managing sex. Now I'm a gynecologist who is a sexual health expert, yet I had like 99% of the other gynecologists in America had no education on managing sex. So when a woman would come to me and say, you know, I, you know, I just don't have a libido. I don't feel like having sex, or even if I, you know, do it, I rarely have an orgasm. My response would be something like, well, maybe you need to have more date nights and put on something sexy. And not the answer, huh? That wasn't her problem, but I had nothing to give her. And so what would happen is now, mind you, it already took her a lot of courage to be able to bring this up. 
Now she's brought it up and then I gave her this surface answer that really didn't touch the problem. How long do you think it was going to be until she was going to have the courage to bring that up again? So to me, again, that was malpractice. And so I said, I have to do something about this. I have to fill this void. And so that is why I decided, you know, decided I wanted to leave my private general practice to focus on managing sexual wellness, but to create a space where it's just a safe space to have these conversations where we talk about sex, just like we talk about everything else. And this is the thing. If if you come to me, Nancy, and you notice that I'm uncomfortable discussing something, if I move away when you bring it up, then you're going to stop talking about it. But if I'm open and I'm laughing, then you're comfortable talking about it. And that's what I wanted to create is a space where not only do we manage these things, but we manage it in an integrative fashion. So I don't just focus on the physical, but we also look at the emotional, the psychological, the relational, all the things that go into intimacy and sex. And so it's more of an integrative approach to managing intimacy. And so that's why it's called Intimate, because as you know, the most important intimate relationship you will ever have is the one you have with yourself. And until we get this relationship healthy, we will never have a healthy one with someone outside of ourselves. And so that is the foundation under why Intimate was created was to create a safe space for clients to come in and to have these discussions and to get reliable, safe treatment options that work. You know, none of this snake oil stuff, but real, real things that actually work. So what would you say to a woman that really struggles with orgasm or maybe maybe even has never really had an orgasm? What What do you do first? First is to let her know she's not alone because a lot of times women do feel like they are the only one, like what's wrong with me. And there are only 25% of women can actually have an orgasm reliably with intercourse, you know, most of the time, only 25% of women. And most women can achieve a clitoral orgasm and very few can actually have a vaginal orgasm. And so the first thing is to go over her history and see if there's anything in her history that can contribute. So any type of sexual trauma, sexual abuse, any medical procedures or any medications that she's on, anything that can be contributing to her inability to have an orgasm and then going in and doing an exam. And because there are actually some anatomical things that actually make it more difficult for some women to achieve orgasm than other women. And so there usually is something that we can do to help. And very rarely do you actually have to rely on taking medications. There's actually things that we can do to improve the sexual response. So the orgasmic response in women, also in in men as well. So this, I actually treat both. Yeah, that's incredible. But the number one thing is to let her know, one, that there's nothing wrong with her and, you know, she's not alone in this and that there are things that we can do that can help her to make sex more enjoyable. But also education in that, you know, intimacy isn't just about the destination, but the journey getting there. And so we focus on, I got to have, I got to have the big O, the big O, the big O. 
And if I don't have the big O, then it doesn't matter, you know, and that's so untrue, but really, really focusing on the connection, the intimate connection between her and her partner and other ways meeting one another's needs. But also, yes, we can. I'm not going to say we're going to throw that out, but focusing on more than just that final destination. Do you work with couples at all or mainly just women? So when I moved to California and started working in the sexual health, it was actually predominantly men because the clinic I joined, they were seeing exclusive men and I came in to bring in female components. So I started out with just men, believe it or not. And I will say I haven't had to treat both sides of a couple. However, I've had to have, let's, I shouldn't say have, but conversations. So let's say I have a female patient who's had a longstanding sexual dysfunction where sex has been painful. Well, now we have corrected it. And, but still there's a psychological attachment that sexual touch is trauma. And so once we correct the physical, we then have to break this cycle, this attachment. And that includes bringing the partner in and teaching the partner how to make sex a safe touch again. So yes, there's some couple um, involvement in it. Mm, I love that. The difference, I will say, one of the things that I always tell patients who come to me is I can help two people who truly love one another and want to be together. If there is problems in the relationship and you don't know if you want to be with your husband and that or you know your partner then you're someone else is going to be the better person for you i'm here to help those who we want to be together we just have this thing whatever it is that is affecting our sexual connection Mm, that's so good now i know you're going to and i know you've done this before but you're really starting to do more workshops out there Mm -hmm. for women and are you implementing couples into that as well Yes. Actually, we were just having this conversation last week. Now that we're finally, well, hopefully finally able to convene in the same room again, I have a series that's, well, we may be renaming it, but in the past it was called Sex Tales, the sex education that we all wish we really had. And it's a series of workshops evening get-togethers for women. So the now it's a series of eight different topics and Four of them are exclusively female-based topics, but now there's one that's male-based, one that's couples-based, and one that's actually for transgender, transgender-based. So it's expanded a little bit more, but talking about some of the intimacy and sexual health needs from a broader perspective than just from the female perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So out of everything that you've done professionally, what would you say was your biggest challenge in it all, and how'd you get through it? My biggest challenge. I'm probably living that now. <laughs> so, you know, getting through medical school, I was, you know, single parent with two kids and all of that. While it was difficult, it just took structure, which was always easy. Now I'm in a space where I'm transitioning from one world to something totally different. And I'm in that space in between. So I'm not quite what I was, but I'm not quite what I'm stepping into either. So it's, you know, that blurry gray zone. And there's so much that I need to learn. So as physicians, we are not taught very much about running a business. 
I can keep you alive. I can, I, you know, when it comes to being a physician, I do that very, very well. But when it comes to managing the office and understanding, you know, all of those things, it's, it's just not my wheelhouse because it's not something that I learned. And so now I'm having to go back and learn those things and I'm learning them in real time. I don't get to sit down and have, you know, quiet, undisturbed time to focus and learn. I've got to learn it on the job. It's almost like on the job training. And so I would say that this is probably, it's the most challenging, but also the most rewarding because they say that when you do something that you love, when you're truly doing your passion, you don't, you don't even have to be paid for it. Well, I do expect to be paid, but it doesn't bother me that, you know, I'm up hours upon hours because I enjoy it. And so, yes, the learning curve is steep and it's a big challenge, but I, I'm enjoying it because I, I'm building something that I have passion for. And while right now it's like, oh, my God, I'm pulling out all of my hair. I know that on the other side, it's going to be something that's going to be so beneficial for so many people because I know it's, it's just it's needed. And this right now in this day and time, if ever, we we just need to get back to intimate connection. Mm, that's so good. It's so good. So from today, we see where you're at and going through this transition. I want to interview you again you know, six months from now. So this is kind of a hard question, but I know you, you can answer any question. Where do you see yourself a year from now? What will you be doing? What's your greatest passion? What does it look like? A year from now. So a year from now, well, one of the things I'm currently doing is I'm a, what's called a locum doctor. So I travel a lot. That's so a year from now, I don't want to be doing the travel locum doctor gig anymore. I want to be 100% in my integrative intimate wellness practice, but also doing speaking engagements around the world. I did my first international speaking engagement back in earlier this year. And so I want to do more of those but to um, bring intimate connection to the world. And so a year from now, there's another thing. I have a goal of creating, I don't even know what you want to call it, but almost, what do you call the video podcasts, like on YouTube where they have the video shows? I'm not sure. I don't know what you call those, but I have a concept for a, and it's in the intimacy realm, but to launch a YouTube show, so to say that, that's in the, I'll just leave it at that. That's, I'm hoping in the next year, I'm believing in the next year that I'm going to get that. That's going to be in the works. And you know why I'm having you throw that out there, right? Because once you put it out there, the universe is going to bring it to you. God's going to bring it into fruition and Absolutely. So put it out there. But yes, that the show is, it's something that I want to do. It's, you know, I always say my daughter, I have a 20, oh my gosh, my daughter's 27 years old, but she, she's always, I don't know, you know, what my purpose, my passion, you know how it is when you're in your twenties, like everything, everything is, is just like so emotional. But, and I always tell her, number one, you've got to have experiences to figure out what's for you. But the other thing is when you close your eyes at night, there's a reel that plays, there's a movie that plays. And I always say there, there has been a movie that has been playing 
And, you know, when I was in my 20s, it was the big VCR tape. And then, it, you know, it was the movie reel. Then it was, the, it doesn't matter what form it was, the same movie played. And that's how you know that that is the vision that God is giving you. It doesn't matter what platform, the vision stays the same. And, you know, it doesn't matter the route you take. And you can take the wrong road and it may not prosper, but the movie doesn't change. And so God is like, until you get in alignment with this, once you get in alignment with this, it will take off. So the vision has stayed the same. It's just I've needed to get myself in alignment and in place to start walking in that vision. And so a year from now, that's where I plan to be is in that movie that I see every time I close my eyes for the past 20 years. Amen. Amen. I always say your assignment is in your alignment. And so we were not aligned by chance. My dream is to be able to have you part of my women's summit that I'm going to be launching here in a couple of months. And then retreats, girl, we talked about retreats. Yes, yes. Remember, we're talking about, you know, women, you can take off your Wonder Woman case and just come and be little girls together, right? That's part of it. <laughs> it's time. And, and, you know, and I want to say this, especially, you know, with you and me on here right now, I consider myself tremendously blessed in that my entire life, I've always been in multicultural environments. So I've never been, you know, in a, in a space where I'm uncomfortable with this or uncomfortable with that, or I feel like I can only serve this sector or only serve that sector because we're, we're all God's children. Amen. And so, you know, I feel like when we met, that was a part of that. You know, I had the vision of a certain type of retreat. You had the same thing, but it's something bigger than us. And it's about bringing women from a global perspective, not just African-American women or Caucasian women or entrepreneurial women or whatever. It's women because yes. we're all one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, I don't think it was by happenstance, you know, that we were brought together. I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. And in a year, I can't wait to reconvene in a year. And we're both going to be just telling the stories. We'll be telling the stories That's right. together. That's right. That's right. And it's, you know, what I love about you is that your passion is so rooted in love and truth and loving and accepting people. You're, we're a lot alike that way. You know, people hopefully will never ever feel judged no matter what we believe or what color our skin is or, or who we are, but that they'll just feel loved and accepted and celebrated. And that's, that's why I started Rock. I, I love celebrating women and men. But, you know, you got to celebrate the sisters out there. It doesn't matter what color you are, what size you are, what you do for a living, what you believe. We want to celebrate women. Because we are stronger together and we are more alike than we are different. That's good. That's really good. We really are. Dr. Sherlina, I am honored to call you my friend and my sister. And I cannot wait to look how your life changes. You know, you're in the potter's hands, right? And magnificent things are are happening. And so super excited that we've been brought together. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. I'm going to have you on again sooner than later. 
Oh, of course. And once I get my, you know, whatever we call that video show on YouTube, I'm going to have you on there too, because I have a vision of having a panel of women and I definitely want to have you on that panel, but we'll talk more about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Make sure that you look down in the comments and follow Dr. Sherlina Bogard. You will see all of her information below. And I'm sure we'll be seeing all sorts of things from her, not only shows and video shows and podcasts and social media, but I'm sure a book or two as well. <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Women Rock, Real Authentic Women Connect. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with your family and friends. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts as every review helps people discover these conversations. I'll see you in next week's episode.